Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Tank podcast. My name's Maria Van Vuglis from The Conscious CEO. I chat with various experts who are making an impact in the universe on topics such as business systems, personal branding, pitching, lead generation, revenue and profit, mindset, public speaking, and even team culture in the world of business. So welcome to this episode. One thing that separates you from how you think the most um, is the way that successful entrepreneurs do is they actually master their thinking. That is the key thing in how they actually um, master the game, the inner game and also the outer game, which really sets them apart from any other experts in their industry that may not be um, you know, at the top of their game. So let me ask you this, right? Have you ever wondered how people effortlessly achieve phenomenal results in their personal life, professional life, while others have to work really hard, long, and also um, it takes them ages to achieve their goals? Does that sound like you? I know I have been there. Um, So have you ever worked really hard um, and having to work in a way just to make yourself happy? So you may find a lot of the time where people have shifted from you know, the industrial age where they've had to work really, really hard to save their money because they know that they're going to be happy by actually saving their money. And by working really hard, who do you actually have to become? Or had you been waiting for the right time to take action on what you want in order to become successful, wealthy, happy, or whatever it might be for you? So have a think about that. So now I'm not talking about, you know, like, um, you know, fake it till you make it because that will only get you so far in the entrepreneurial world. And to be honest with you, people will actually sniff you out when you are trying to, um, to be fake. And um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, leaders out there I know I've seen in business that have no clue what they're doing and they're just going out with the whim. And that's great because you do learn the skills. But if you don't develop those skills that you do need and you're continuously working from a space where you're just winging it, people will see through that. And, um, you know, transparency and authenticity is one of the things that most people look for. So let me tell you this, right? So after years of training, studying and practice, I had a wall um, full of certificates. I've done so many um, courses, you know, degrees. And I've got all these, this, you know, massive wall of certificates. And I was... Um, you know, more ready to start seeing clients after I'd finished, you know, my first NLP practitioner course. But the thing was, right, I didn't get out in front of people to share my message and invite them in. And, you know, you might be wondering why that is. And the reason being is because I felt as though I had, you know, I needed to have more skills, more experience before I could actually do any coaching, speaking, or even writing. And, um, and the only thing then that I wanted to do was to be successful as a business leader. And so then I went on and, you know, I started um, doing some more courses and, you know, um, some more reading. And I did this for months and months and months. And, you know, a lot of time went by and I had all these other more certificates that, you know, I added to my collection. And yet... I still didn't feel as though I was, you know, ready to start seeing clients. And that was was one thing that was holding me back. 
And then one, one day, right? So one day my phone actually rang and it was a prospective business client and um, they wanted help with a particular issue. And despite all the training that I had, I wasn't sure how to actually help them with their problem. So I actually booked them in for a session and immediately called my mentor at the time and he was able to give me some tools and techniques um, in being able to how to, um, to how to help this client overcome their problem. But one thing that came to my surprise was the way that he actually responded, right? My mentor, he said to me, he said, rather than guiding me how to actually help me with this client, he told me, um, he told me, um, what kind of coach do you need to be in order to help this person? He said, being the coach, um, to be, being the coach that you need to be is the one thing that you'll be able to do to help this client in achieving their results. So I had to picture myself and step into this, this particular, you know, coaching person that I wanted to, you know, that I, I thought I was. Um, and I had to put myself in those shoes and to really understand what it was like to be able to stand there as an expert in what I, what I knew and how much knowledge I had and to trust my own you know, instincts in being able to help this person. So this really shifted my perspective, right? This really shifted my perspective and changed my life because I realized that operating from a state of having, then doing, and then being um, was a, a place that was actually preventing me from taking action. You know, and I also noticed that this was one of the strategies that I was running in many other areas of my life, um, which affected a lot of areas of my life and was creating a stall um, or, you know, a sense of stuckness in being able to achieve my goals in those areas. And I've seen this, you know, time and time again with so many business owners, even managers where, you know, they may have... Um, you know, uh, legacy business thinking, so old school thinking. So they're always in the um, industrial age thinking of the, um, you know, they're having to work really hard in order to have what they want so they end up happy. Um, so I'll give you some examples of what I'm talking about, right? So once I have money, then I'll sign up, sign up for the course I've always wanted and then I'll be ready. Um, and then um, once I've lost a bit of weight, then I'll be able to exercise more and then be fit and healthy. And once I get a pay rise, then I'll save that extra cash in time and then I'll save enough money for a deposit on a house and then I'll be financially secure. Pretty interesting, right? The way that we um, use language um, and how that can actually impact how we take action in our, you know, in our lives and in our business, that is. So what I realized from this kind of thinking that it actually stops you from achieving your goals. And those, we're using those few examples before. So I wonder how many times have you let opportunities slip away just because you didn't have the skills, the knowledge or the experience to take, you know, a particular job on. So the one thing you need to do if you're starting out in business or even if you're already in business and you're wanting to shift your, you know, your, your mentality of thinking from, you know, um, like legacy thinking is, you know, it's imperative that business leaders grow and evolve and they need to shift their identity. And by shifting the identity, it allows you to become a leader that you are designed to, designed to be. Um, in order to be able to achieve and take action in creating the business and the life that you want.
So, you know, success can happen in all areas once you have a clear picture about what results you're wanting to achieve. And if you don't have a goal, that's okay. You know, it just takes a bit of, you know, um, inner work, deep thinking in terms of what you're wanting to achieve. Um, but the thing is, is if you're not crystal clear in what you want, it's impossible for you to achieve success on something that's quite vague or fuzzy. So once you're really clear about what you want and why you want it, then as then you're able to ask yourself, once you've got that goal, is who do I need to be? Who do I need to be? Who do I need to be? And another way of asking this question is, what kind of person would have access to these kinds of outcomes or these results? So what kind of person would have access to these kinds of outcomes or these results? And, um, and this takes a lot of deep self, you know, deep, um, deep level of self-discovery in understanding the qualities of what you actually desire in what that person, what you need to become in what that goal that you're wanting to achieve. So taking some time and really looking inwards um, and really thinking about what it is that you, um, you actually desire. Now, you might have um, a particular person that you look up to, like a role model or a mentor. Um, it could be your mentor, your coach. It could be a family member that's achieved all those you know, success and results in your life. Uh, it could be a particular, you know, figure in, um, you know, expert figure in business, you know, like Oprah Winfrey, Richard Branson, um, you know, Tony Robbins is another great one um, where you might actually look at the qualities of that person and ask yourself, who do I need to become in order to be like that person? And I'll get to the questions in a sec that you can ask yourself. So I've seen this so many times in business leaders and especially in corporate, right, where, you know, they might be an expert in their field and they work really, really hard in being able to achieve the results. But the thing is, is that they get really little recognition for it. And there's a reason why because of this. Um, the reason being is because of self-belief, self-belief is the number one thing that, you're, that will, you need to be able to have in order to be able to lead as a leader. And you, know, you need to be able to step into your role as an expert, but also having the self-belief knowing that you can fulfill that. And that all, that all comes from within. And this is really important when you're creating and thinking about that person that you're wanting to become. Because unless you, um, you don't have, if you don't have that self-belief within yourself, there's incongruencies within you to be able to go out and, you know, um, be that leader that you need to be and not fake it till you make it um, in order to make an, a positive impact. And, you know, there's, there's an example that I can give you is I always open up, um, sorry, I always close this um, podcast with, you know, uh, be bold. Uh, be brave, have fun and make an impact in the universe. And one of those key things for me was being bold. When I first started out, I was so scared about stepping in into the quality of being bold because it was something that didn't you know, feel comfortable for me. And in order for me to be able to be that leader, you need to be bold. And I believe that all leaders need to be bold in some way or another. So 
um, you know, sometimes stepping into these qualities to develop self-belief may be uncomfortable. So, you know, you may jump in it, you may come out of it, but the more you practice it, the easier it will become. And, you know, it's a matter of going back and forth, you know, and so often that it, you'll actually sit in it a lot longer than what you actually did previously because it starts to feel comfortable because you start to believe within yourself that you have that quality. So when you're creating this person, I want you to think about um, these questions that I'm going to tell you. So what values do you, do you have? What values do you need to have? So if you're thinking about the person that you're wanting to become to create, what values do they have? Um, values are so important because all our decisions are actually based on um, where our values sit, actually, and also what order they are in. So really thinking about uh, where your values are currently at the moment, um, and then thinking about the person that you're wanting to become, whether that be a particular role model that you've already got, um, listing down their values that they use within business or within leadership, and then matching them up and seeing if there's any you know, um, uh, congruencies between the two. And if there isn't, if there's any mismatches, then that's actually an indication in terms of whether you need to change your, um, your values or simply change the order in order to start adopting um, you know, those qualities to start making decisions based on those values that you see in that particular role model that you're wanting to achieve. Um, you know, because when you're in business with money, with leadership, with clients, with sales, um, there has to be a clear picture and indication where your values sit because if you, let's say, don't, um, if you hate sales and it's number 10 on your values list and you're in business, you're not going to make sales because you're going to do everything you can to avoid it and sabotage it and procrastinate from it because it's not something that you're comfortable with. It's not something that you like because it's not sitting in one of your top five values. So that's why it's really important to understand what values do you need to um, you know, embody. Uh, what habits do they have? You know, um, successful people get up early, uh, they have rituals and they have um, healthy habits that actually allow them to create success at the beginning of the day um, and also allows them to be able to utilize that for the rest of the day. So they set the tone for the beginning of the day uh, and I'll get to habits in a moment um, in a second. So really understanding what habits do they have? Do they exercise? What kind of foods do they eat? What's their sleep like? Um, what's their um, you know, um, mind, mind uh, routine like? Do they have any rituals that they do? Um, so the next question is, what are their routines like? What do they do? Do they, um, you know, do they have scheduled in everything in their calendar? Do they have you know, a block out time for self time? Do they work all the time? What kind of routines do they have? Um, do they work out once a day, twice a day? Do they um, you know, have connection time with family? Whatever it might be, what are their routines like? Um, what is their relationship with money like? Do they have a healthy relationship? Do they have a scarce relationship? Let's hope not. Um, what is their relationship with money like? And if this is really important because if you are someone that uh, you're struggling with your relationship with money and you, uh, you're noticing that you do need to do some work 
with mindset with around money, then that is great because that brings it to your conscious awareness to know that you actually need to, you know, see a coach and to be able to um, uh, readdress what's actually holding you back around money in order to create a relationship with money that you actually love it and you um, and you thrive in it. Uh, because there's a big shift from you know the industrial age into the information age where we've come from a scarce mindset we're in a in a way we're uh, in a state now where we're all trying to move into reprogramming our mind around money and I've seen this commonly amongst you know business owners and then I go into old companies where they've still got that legacy style of thinking and they're still holding on to the money because they're afraid that to spend it um, because they don't know what's going to happen in that uncertainty. So getting clear picture in terms of what's your relationship around money um, and what's the person that you need to become to have a better relationship with money. Um, how much money do they make? Be clear in terms of how much money they make. So if you are someone that goes, oh, I don't really, you know, it's, I don't really fancy how much money I make. I don't really care as long as I'm serving. Well, I'm sorry, you're in business. And unless you're not making money in your business, then you don't have a business. It's as simple as that. So being clear about how much money you make is very, very important, how much money they make as well. So what kind of people do they surround themselves with? Um, so this is their circle of influence. So you're the makeup of the five people that you spend the most time with. So think about who are the five people that they actually spend the most time with. Are they other influencers? Are they other experts? Um, uh, what kind of experts as well? Like is there, you know, people of, in marketing, finance, different areas of departments? Is it in their field? Um, what kind of people do they surround themselves with? Um, and what story do they live out of? Now, this is important and I want you to understand this, that when I say story, I don't mean um, like a victim story. I mean a story that's empowering, inspiring, um, and that really can you know, empower others if you are telling your story. And if you are in business and that, um, that should be your message, it should be part of your message is your story in terms of why you're doing what you're doing and what, uh, what brought you about to where you are now in um, why you're doing business. Um, the other thing is, is how do they dress? Now, this is important because, for example, if I, um, if I go to um, a corporate meeting and um, I'm still thinking about my old way of, you know, Maria that used to love sitting on the beach with her thongs and, um, you know, shorts and a singlet, um, I would be like that everywhere I go in terms of, you know, going to meetings if I could. But the thing is, in order for me to become successful, I need to adopt the qualities of the expert, the, the leader um, that's dressing in a particular way. So I actually shift that and dress in a particular way that, um, that will pos position me in a way that uh, creates me as an expert. So how do they actually dress? Uh, how do they walk? when they enter a room? Do they walk with confidence? Do they walk with you know, grace and poise? 
Um, are they, you know, social? Do they slowly move around the room and speak to everyone in the room? How do they actually walk when they enter a room? And how do they interact with people in the room? Now, this is really, um, really great to really understand um, because this allows you how to network um, and develop your skills in networking and how to be able to, uh, you know, present yourself in speaking engagements as well. So how do they walk when they enter a room? So if you could be the kind of person um, that, um, that can achieve the same results, all you have to do is adopt all the qualities within with the following with the questions that I just explained um, to get a clear understanding what you need to do in order to become that person um, to be to position yourself as an expert in your field. Okay, so so the power of habit. So with the power of habit is really important. Um, as a leader, as an influencer, as an expert, because this is what creates success. People are not defined by their behaviors, but by how they think is really important to understand this. Um, and people I know that, that win are actually disciplined than, what pe than, than people that they aren't actually disciplined. Um, and that's what sets you apart in being able to really achieve the results that you want in your business is, um, is routine and also rituals. Those are the two things that set you apart for success and switch your thinking. So discipline, first of all, discipline is what will let you down and habits is what will get you through when discipline starts to slip up. And when discipline starts to slip up, you'll actually start falling into a default mode, which will take you back to what your habits are. So really um, having a solid ground grounding of your habits allows you to be able to, if you do, um, you know, st step back a day or you do have a moment where you're not uh, uh, on your game, you're still operating in a state where you're actually still achieving your results because you've created habits that allow you to be able to do that. A really great book that I would actually recommend is called The Power of Habit and it's by Charles uh, Duhigg. And it's a really great book that actually explains and debunks the whole thing about building habits and um, you know, using increments to be able to start building habits rather than just trying to, you know, for example, um, you know, if you get up at 7.30 and you wanna get up at five, you've gotta do that in increments. So in order to, do, uh, to build a solid uh, routine and solid habits is knowing how to control the beginning and the end of your day. And that's what will set you apart that, because most people don't actually do that. And I know some business people that don't actually do that and they wonder why they don't get the results that they're getting. So I like to think of um, you know, um, three things um, in being able to really understand how to be able to master the beginning and the end of the day. And that is through uh, words, body and thought. And you know, your words are what you say and that's influenced by what you think, right? 
and your body is a physiology, physiological response of what's going on in your mind. And if you don't know what physio physiological response is, it's just um, how your body behaves as a reaction based on your emotions. So the first thing I would recommend in, um, in body is sleep. So if you are not getting up before the sun gets up, you are wasting a whole lot of time um, that most people don't actually get up. Um, they get up, say, around between 7.30 and 9. So most people will get up 7.30 um, but, and then they'll get to work at 9. If you are someone that wants to achieve results in your business, you'll be up at, at the crack of dawn. So say 5, 5.30. I'm normally up between 5 and 5.30 and that gives you an extra two to two and a half hours to be able to do extra work, more work in terms of you know your rituals, your exercise, your routine, whatever it might be, to start the day on the dot at seven o'clock to be able to you know have all this other time to be able to achieve what you want now as I said to you is um, do it by increments so if you get up at seven let's say and you're wanting to you know work towards you know six or five o'clock is work with 15 minutes 15 minutes consistently each week so 15 minutes to so get up at 645 for a week and then the following week get up at 630 and then the following week, get up at 6.15 and then slowly increment in that up to six o'clock for the following week. So um, that will allow you to be able to tap into your creative space and to be more productive. Now, I think about if you are productive at nighttime or morning time um, and knowing how to utilize those times to set your particular tasks in those times. So for example, I actually work better in the morning. So I do all my um, strategic real numbers work in the morning because I really need to focus clearly on that. And any sort of like writing or um, creative work, you know, design or anything like that, I'll do towards the evening because um, it's, a, it's, um, it's just a different form of expression of thinking which um, allows me to do that when I'm not actually, you know, need to be hardwired on. The other thing is um, um, cold and hot. No, sorry, cold and hot. So cold showers in the morning and hot showers at night. So um, getting up and having a cold shower for like one minute, uh, or you know, if you live next to the ocean, go for a swim um, in the morning, and then um, in the evening is before you go to bed is have a nice uh, hot shower, a cup of tea. Uh, or anything that really gets you warm and gets you into, um, you know, activating your your sleep. Whereas, how if you found that you um, so. Have you ever found that when you get up in the morning and you've had a cold shower, you actually feel more energized because it wakes you up? It shoots through so many different endorphins to be able to really um, get your blood pumping. It's also great for your immune system. It's also great for weight loss as well. Um, it's detoxifying as well. Um, and not only that, it helps to wake the brain up to start to think at the beginning of the day. The other thing with body is exercise. So I highly suggest is exercising at least once a day, 45 minutes, 
Um, if you can do twice a day, I normally go for a walk twice a day to really get the body moving. It just sets, you know, resets the mind um, and allows you to come back into your creative space to start working from a way that you're not in reactive mode, you're more into, you know, critical thinking mode. Um, so really using exercise for 45 minutes at least once a day, highly recommend this in the morning. Um, that'll really make a difference in being able to, you know, set yourself apart as a leader in your industry. Now, your thoughts, okay. So your thoughts are all to do with how you think, obviously. And, you know, we have this thing called negative self-talk and that's what actually influences what we, what we say and how we speak. So really getting an understanding in terms of how to control your thinking to understand how to control what actually comes out of your mouth. And a simple way to do this is to actually ask yourself an, a, a few questions in the morning. When you get up, you don't even have to write this down. It, it is best to do it written down because it activates the unconscious mind. Um, but if you, um, you know, if you're going out for your walk, you can ask yourself, what am I most happy about? What am I most happy about? What am I excited about? When you're excited about something, it activates your reticular activator and your brain starts to look for things that are actually in exciting. So really asking yourself these questions are truly powerful. So what am I excited about? What am I most proud about? When we're proud about things, we're actually in a place where we're so um, content within ourselves and when we're content and happy, we bring joy and our brain starts to look for things that actually uh, we're wanting to achieve and create a achievement in our lives because we're proud about the things that we're actually achieving. Um, what am I most grateful for? Now, gr uh, gratitude is one thing I find that is, it is overused and it's, it's underestimated, the power of gratitude. And if you're not doing it correctly, then you're, you know, you're missing out. So thinking about what it is truly is, what you're truly grateful for. And when you're thinking about these things, they should really touch a place inside your heart where you feel like a little bit emotional because you're truly grateful for what you have and what you've done and what you've achieved or whoever might be in your life. So thinking about what you are grateful for. Um, what am I most enjoying in my life? What am I most enjoying in my life? You've got to have something that you enjoy. Um, what am I most committed to right now? This is super important because we come back and we reflect in terms of what we're committed to, whether that be the relationship that we're in, whether that be the business that we're in, whether that be a particular ritual or habit that we're actually doing because we're committing to it, it's a promise to ourselves. Um, is something that needs to be acknowledged. So what are, am I committed to right now? And who, do, who loves me and who do I love? So really acknowledging the people that you, that you truly care about in your life and that have made an impact and that you love. So who do you love and who loves me? Um, so all these questions, what they actually do, right? What they actually do is they create mental highways in your mind. And when you're starting out, if you haven't done this, you might have these thin roads where they might have a bit of gravel, a bit of dirt, and the, and the, the roads are pretty rough. They need to be, you know, resurfaced and resealed. And by doing these exercises, what it does, it actually really starts to reseal those roads and make them nice and smooth, but widens them so they're actually 
solid highways, uh, mental highways within your own mind because you are constantly um, you know, strengthening that muscle and exercising it um, to not allow any other you know, um, um, thought patterns and processes that may sabotage you uh, come in and you know, deviate you off your path. Um, the other thing is, is you know, being a business uh, person, a modern business person, is also um, a modern um, athlete. And I've seen this um, <clears throat> with so many, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurs like um, uh, Richard Branson. He's a, a kite surfer, a really good kite surfer. And you know, I never thought that someone would have so much time to go kite surfing. But you know what? People actually create their own schedules, and he's pretty fit for his age. Um, another one is, you know, Grant Cardone. He works out every day and he looks freaking awesome. Um, another one, if you're in Australia, so Cohen Ray is someone that has really taken control of his health and he's looking freaking awesome. He trains like an athlete. So if you are in business, you have to have the, the mind of an athlete as well, really looking after your body, what you put in it and how you exercise because peak performance is really important in order for you to be able to operate in a way where you can serve others. So if you're not really looking after yourself and you start to feel lethargic and tired and start to feel lazy, you're not gonna be able to you know, do, your, do your business justice if you're not in a space where where you're able to serve in a way to have peak health and peak performance. So really taking charge of your health and your performance is really important. And I believe that this is something that you that every leader needs to adopt to be, um, to be able to really uh, master the inner game as, a, as an influencer, as an expert in their field. So I want to talk about now how to really unpack the do, uh, be, do, have strategy. And I talk about this in my business growth summit. And, um, and this is really important to understand. We've covered a little bit of this earlier. So as humans, we're, we're action orientated and we tend to place emphasis on um, things that we love to accomplish. And there's no wrong about this. Um, it allows us to actually accomplish a lot of things. However, when we focus on the doing, uh, we start to point things on, um, start to point your way towards what do we, what can we have by doing, and then what do we need, who do we need to be in the world for us to do have be, and this particular, you know, um, um, like say redundant model uh, actually traps you in the belief where you must fix a problem and solve a problem in order to achieve the results. Um, to be a value, uh, which isn't really um, isn't really uh, empowering and inspiring to do so. So, um, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so you have the power to design your life and your business, and I believe that who you are in this world, um, all you have to do is ask yourself. Uh, who do I need to become in order to be that leader, that person? And like I said to you before, in order for you to know what that is, is the basis of what values that person needs to operate from. So really, really getting clear on what your what the values are. Um, so getting clear on who you need to be is um, 
are really important in order to know how to make the choices in order to produce the outcomes and results in your life. So there needs to be alignment um, with who you need to, you know, who you need to be. Um, so you can't fake it till you make it. So you really need to be clear in what the other layers underneath are in order for you to start really adopting those um, as yourself. So there are three common approaches that I like to, um, you know, tell you in, um, and that's in business. And uh, there's three three ways of thinking about this. Um, do have, uh, be do have, um, and this is being the victim, the worker, or the winner. And you might, and I'll just tell you. So the victim would say, when I have enough time, money, and support, then I'll do the things I've always wanted to do, and then I'll be happy and successful. The problem is, is they don't have yet. That's the problem. And um, if they had what they wanted, they'd certainly be successful. Um, however, they're always waiting for you know what they might have yet. So the victim is always waiting for external um, uh, external references to be able to you know, uh, make a change um, and get ahead in life. So they're always waiting for something outside of them. And um, the worker would actually say, the more I do, the more I have, the more I'll have, the happier I'll be. So the problem here is, is the more I do, the more there is still to do, and the more I have, uh, the more there is still to have. That's the problem. So there's um, a definite, a definite of what they need to, uh, what they need to do. So they become driven, busy, and tired. So these are the kinds of people that you may find. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I've got no time. Um, I've got really no time in my schedule. And then you're like, okay, what are you actually doing? Um, so they're always busy. They're always driven, and they always have to have more. Um, and they always have to work harder in order to have more. Um, so there's always a link between um, what they need to do in order to be happier. So that's actually a myth. So you need to become the person in order to, to do what you need to do to become happy. Um, so the winner is actually someone who adopts the be, do, have model. And what they would actually say, it is not what do I need to have before I, need, before I can start, or what work do I need to do? But who do I need to be? <clears throat> what kind of person would have access to the kinds of outcomes I want? Then being the kind of person, what would I be doing? And then the having take cares of itself. So using the who do I need to become and what do I need to do in order to have what I want? So that's what sets these kinds of people apart from most people. And these kinds of people are actually the visionary people. They're actually the business leaders. They're actually the, um, you know, the experts. So your Oprah Winfrey's, your Tony Robbins, your Richard Branson's, your Richard Brand, Russell um, Brunson, those kinds of people are all these kinds of people who have, have adopted this particular model. And what sets them actually apart is uh, they've built their self-confidence based around this model. And you know, ha making a promise to yourself um, using this particular model with the habits and the, also the routine really helps you to um, 
present yourself in a way where you have you ooze confidence and people want to know you people want to talk to you um, and people love who you are because you um, you you are certain in who you are as a, as a business expert so by controlling your thoughts uh, you um, by controlling your thoughts and bringing in self-congruency, this allows you to be able to be more than just the average business person. So getting clear on who you need to become, where you're actually, um, where there's holes within that particular person that you haven't achieved yet, and uh, really getting clear on how to, uh, what you need to adopt and um, adopting those and embodying those on a daily basis. Um, the other thing is, is, uh, thinking about the relationship about money and prosperity, right? This is what sets you apart from most people because most people, as I said earlier, are still thinking about having to work really hard in order to save and then to, you know, use the money later. And I was actually listening to a podcast by um, Grant Cardone um, not long ago and he was talking about he makes tons of money but he never has money because he's always investing his money. He's always putting it into something else. And that's what business people do. They look for places to be able to invest their money to create money from that, that that other stream of income and then to invest it into another place as well. So really shifting your, your, your mind, your mindset around um, money and prosperity because there is this um, you know, negative connotation with wealthy people that you know, the wealthy are getting uh, richer and the, the middle class are getting poorer. And you know, if you're in the middle class, you're, you're, you'd have to think, how do we have what we have in this world? You know, the buildings, the roads, um, you know, the companies, the money, the banks. Um, obviously, you know, it can be done in a much more um, you know, authentic way uh, in, and with integrity as well, which is, you know, another debate. However, um, without these things, without wealthy people actually doing these things, we wouldn't have what we have, you know, in, in Australia or wherever you might be. So understanding the importance of being wealthy and how to really uh, develop a good relationship with that and how to really adopt that and being able to uh, shift your mind um, to, to love it, to, to bring it in, will allow you to create more within your business, within your, um, within your life as well. So not allowing yourself to run from fear in, um, in order, so scarcity mindset, um, to be able to run your mind from scarcity mindset if you're running your business rather, rather than from an abundance mentality is really important. And that's what will set you apart as a business expert. So I've got three steps that I want to share with you um, in order to, for you to, um, to close this off. So the first one is to identify what you are committed to. What is your vision? What is your why? What are your goals? What are the specific description uh, descriptors within those things that you're wanting to um, achieve? What intentions do you have? And what possibilities do you actually see in you know, wanting to commit to these particular, particular goal that is? Um, create who you want to be, create who you want to be and take action on it. Take loads and loads and loads and loads of action because um, action is where you're actually bringing into fruition what it is that you're wanting to create um, by what you're committing to. So really taking action on who you need to be in order to create what you're wanting to have in your business. And this all comes back to alignment as well, making sure you're in alignment with, with the goal that you're setting, 
with your values, who you need to become. And if it's not, then reassess why it is, you know, why it's not like that. And the third thing is uh, visualize taking action. <clears throat> so I want you to think about when you become that person and you're going out and you're taking action and thinking about the last thing that actually has to happen in order for you to achieve what you're wanting to achieve. So what is the last thing? What do you see, feel and hear uh, when you've actually, the last thing that has happened for you to achieve that? So for example, if you're um, wanting to, you know, close a sale and, you know, you, um, you think about who do you need to become? You need to be, um, you know, driven, um, really know your numbers, really passionate about what your message is um, and so forth. And then you're on the phone, you picture yourself on the phone and um, what is the last thing that has to happen? It could be where the other person goes, yep, send me the contract, I will sign it today and send it back to you. So that might be the last thing that has to happen. And when, you, when they do do that, you feel excited, you feel happy and you hear them actually saying it to you in the phone. So they're the kinds of things that you can actually do in order to really get clear how to achieve what you need to, uh, what you need to, uh, what you want that is. And what this does, it actually propels you, it gives you momentum, uh, quick results, quick momentum in order to achieve your goals and start bringing what it is that you want to fruition very quickly. Thank you so much for tuning in and I trust that this episode has been helpful for you in business. My name's Maria Van Vickles from The Conscious CEO. Till next time, bye for now.